Welcome to Three Stooges Throwback, the show where I, your host, Gabriel Russo, discuss, dissect, and review each and every of the 190 Columbia shorts produced by the Three Stooges. This is episode 12, Ants in the Pantry. This one was filmed December 11th to the 14th, 1935, and it was released February 6th, 1936. So, a couple of months turnaround, almost two months. Runtime of 17 minutes and 39 seconds. This podcast, all the information presented in this podcast, is mainly, uh, is readily available on the internet. I primarily use IMDB, threestooges.net, and Wikipedia. I watch all the shorts on Daily Motion, um, unless they're on DVD that I happen to have. I have several of them. I have read. I believe every book on the Three Stooges. Maybe I've missed one or two. I'm not sure. I've read every book that I'm aware of about the Three Stooges. If I see another one, I pick it up and read it. I'm a huge fan. I've been a fan my whole life. I don't claim to be an expert by any stretch because I have no retention. <laughs> like I said, with that means, oh, um, this is the first episode recorded on the new Podomatic app for recording on the go. So I'm recording this one on my cell phone. And so hopefully the sound is all right. If it is not, please let me know. This is the first first of the shorts that I remember seeing that has a with, you know, like featuring this person besides the Three Stooges. You know, so this one has with Clara Kimball and Douglas Gerard. Most of the uh, other stars and whatnot, most of the other players in these go unbilled. So Clara Kimball, she started in 1909. Her final role was 1941. Here she was trying to come back, but it was not to be. In 1915, she was as popular as uh, Pickford, as Mary Pickford and the Gish sisters, Aunt Lillian Gish and her sister, whose name escapes me at the moment. She plays Beulah Burlap in this short. Also features uh, Bud, Bud Jameson and Phyllis Crane. They're back as Professor Repulso and the debutante with the mouse down her back, respectively. This one is directed by Preston Black, before we get ahead of ourselves. Directed by Preston Black. This is his first, uh, this is a directorial debut for the Stooges. Now, this is a pseudonym for Jack White. Jack White was uh, producer Jules White's brother. After World War II, he was used a lot to write scripts that, that incorporated old footage into new scripts. So when they remade some of the Shemps, they would use, they would hire Jack White as the writer, you know, to kind of weave the two, make a new short out of some of the old footage. Um, Al Giebler is the writer for this one. This is his first working with the Stooges. He wrote a lot for Pathé Pictures. Uh, he worked with Harry Langdon and Max Sennett. So kind of notable writer. So we open on the sign for Lightning Pest Control. A Mouser manager. <laughs> There's a quote from A Mouser while he's sitting there. He says, This rat catching biz has gone to the dogs, which I, you know, is a clever little bit. He says, Where are those loafers? Where are those loafers? He's uh, talking to his secretary. His secretary says, They're in there talking politics. Politics? Talking politics? Yeah, one of them asked for a new deal. And they cut to the Stooges who are playing poker and they're dealing a new hand. And so, um, Mo uh, shuffles the cards. This is the first instance of the cut the deck gag, where Curly then pulls out a hatchet, cuts the deck in half with a hatchet. <laughs> um, so the boss gets mad, obviously, um, and sends them out on a job. 
he says you better drum up some business if there's if there's no business you better drum up some business so larry shows up with a bear trap they're walking down the street now curly has a bag slung over his shoulder with a cat sticking out looks pretty funny they stop and look in a random mansion window mo says go get a ladder larry you go downstairs curly you go upstairs and uh, i'll take the main floor um, so curly runs over grabs a ladder and a second later a guy falls from, I guess he was up there working at the top of the ladder. So Mo and Curly both climb the ladder at the same time, which is pretty funny. Mo is pushing Curly up the, with the case. So they get upstairs and Mo opens the case. It's got moths and mice and bed bugs and stinky cheese. Uh, I don't know. Um, ants, all kinds of stuff in little containers. And so Mo grabs the uh, ants, no, Mo grabs the moths and throws a million of them into the closet. We cut to Larry. He's at a table downstairs with a cake on it. He dumps a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, mice out of his, uh, little container spreading, I mean, ants. He dumps a bunch of ants all over the, uh, all over the cake. He walks in and he slings, he's got a mouse in his hand. He, he just takes it and nonchalantly kind of slings it onto the, uh, onto the curtain. And then he takes out the, the ants and dumps them all over. Then he swipes a sandwich and he takes off his hat and a whole, you know, a whole bunch of moths fly out from under his hat. <laughs> so you cut to Curly. He putting, um, he's sling, he, he's upstairs. He takes the covers back off the bed and he's putting ants in the bed. Uh, Mo comes into the room and dumps mice all over the floor. He's, then people are coming. So they hide under the bed. So a moth is in Curly's face about to make him sneeze. The ladies come over. They sit on the bed, put a mouse in uh, the lady's shoe. And the lady says, uh, oh, if Eleanor sees these critters, there's critters in my house. If Eleanor she'll, sees, she'll tell everybody. So uh, the lady they're talking about, Eleanor, she looks a little bit like the witch from The from the Wizard of Oz. But it's not her. But it, she just favors her just a little bit. So the man comes for his ladder and takes it away. And the ladies walk out and Curly and Mo back up to the window where they're not even looking, going to get on the ladder. They fall out the window. <laughs> so we cut to the front door where the exter we're exterminators. Oh, what luck, says the, you know, says the, the butler who opens the door. He says, don't let the guests know and, uh, and we'll reward you, you know, if you clean up the pests, but don't tell anybody. Curly says, oh, no problem, toots. Mo says, don't get familiar with the late, with the dame. And then he, he calls her babe, he calls her dame, etc. She says, fine, come with me. Or he, the, the butler says, fine, come with me. And they, they, they walk off, but Curly goes in the opposite direction. Just a little, nice, nice little bit with Curly. So here they come. The boys are now dressed in riding clothes because it's a fox hunting party that they've stumbled into. They're inconspicuous in their riding clothes. Curly says, uh, inconspicuous. It's, uh, that's derived from the Latin for no canna speca de English. <laughs> so, that was kind of funny. Larry takes the front room, Mo takes the kitchen, and Curly takes the upstairs again. Mo, uh, meets with a maid. He flirts with a maid in one scene. She walks away, and, and Curly is standing there, and he kisses Mo. <laughs> Mo slaps him again, you know. Curly's hiding a, a bag of cats, or Curly is holding a bag of cats, and Larry tells him, you better hide those. So they hide them in the, in the upright piano. They open that up and throw all the cats at the piano. Not, nothing could go wrong there. 
they walk around making small talk. There's a little bit, which was kind of funny. I was, oh, so what happened in 1776? You know, Larry thinks that's what rich people talk about, I guess. A mouse ends up on the on one of the guy's f feet. So they say, let me let me check. She says, let me check your reflexes and and uh, and knocks him. And uh, is uh, the mouse flies across the room, lands on Curly's head. <laughs> Larry sees it and grabs a hammer. He's going to mack the mouse. Of course, he misses. The mouse lands on the lady's dress. He smashes Curly in the head with a hammer. Um, the lady starts twitching as the dress is on her. Uh, Larry comes up to her and he raises the hammer. He's like menacing with her, menacing her with the hammer. And Curly comes up and grabs her and starts dancing with her. She says, "But there's no music." And he says, "That's all right. I don't. I dance better without music." So he's he's spinning the lady. Larry keeps missing, hitting, swinging, and missing with the hammer. Curly starts dancing her more and more crazily, more forcefully to, to shake the mouse loose. He ends up grabbing the mouse, which is a pretty clever move. He doesn't want the lady to get hit with a hammer, so he really starts shaking her up. He throws the mouse onto up in the air and lands on a guy's neck. Mo sees it, where Mo sees it, and sprays with the one with the poison gun, poison gas gun, one of those ones that you got like a plunger on it the in and out and you hold the other end in your hand and it's got a cylinder on it old-timey poison spray always makes me think of uh, Looney Tunes prop because they came out around the same time so the guy starts dancing around and shaking with the with this mouse on his neck and uh, in order to disguise it they start clapping uh, the boys start clapping along and dancing hey, uh, you know, clapping their hands Larry starts crawling along the floor trying to smack the mouse as it's on the it's running through the crowd and he's hammering at it with his hammer he keeps smashing people's feet larry makes he eventually makes curly try the uh the limburger cheese he loves it he's oh camembert and he says uh I, is it good he says yeah how you feeling i've never felt better larry says i knew i didn't put enough rat poison in that cheese Curly smacks himself in the face and looks at him. Curly swings at Larry and hits Mo. What do you think? I'm a rat? Yeah, what about it? Curly says sheep gets all sheepish and says, Well, you don't have to tell everybody. <laughs> so, you know, they poke each other. Mo pokes Larry and he says, uh, This is the first instance of the little gag, too, where he pokes Larry in the eyes and uh, Larry says, I can't see. I can't see. And they look at him all concerned. What's the matter? And he goes, I got my eyes closed. And so that's kind of a classic, you know, classic stooge bit. So Curly goes over and uh, he cuts the cake. He says, oh, poppy seed cake. He's cuts himself a big piece. Meanwhile, Professor Repulso sits down at the piano. He's going to entertain the guests with his piano playing skills. But uh, when he starts playing, the cats start freaking out. And a couple of cats jump out, which they're it's obvious they're thrown out of the piano. They tell Larry to get, you know, get in there and get them out. Get those cats out. So they, they hold him upside down. He gets stuck in the piano. Eventually, it falls down on Mo. Curly's grabbing both of them. Can't get either one out. Eventually, he pulls Larry out. Well, he lifts up the piano, rather, and gets Mo up, and then they, they pull Larry out. Um, Larry comes out of the piano. He's all covered in piano wire, and the innards are all wrapped around him. And he says, it was a great fight. What happened? <laughs> He's, like, staggering. I thought Larry has a great line. <laughs> it was a great fight. What happened? So everybody's looking at him, and the one lady says, uh, one of the guests says, "Oh, these aren't they the best entertainers?" Eleanor loves us and says, "Oh, they're oh they are great, you know." So there's no embarrassment. They're passed off as entertainers at the party. 
And she says, oh, you must come to the fox hunt. And Curly is insistent that he is not going to the fox hunt. And uh, no, I am not going. So Mo keeps hitting him and Curly keeps saying, nope, I'm not going. Eventually he knocks him one, too, one time too many and Curly just spins around and they all lead a conga line sort of a, out the out the building. A hunting we must go, a hunting we must go. So we cut to the fox hunt. Curly is riding a donkey. Larry's on a bike. <laughs> Curly blows his nose and it makes a bugle sound, which leads everyone to believe that they've caught something. Curly sees a skunk walking nearby and goes and grabs the skunk and throws it in the bag and says, I got him, I got him. Mo and Larry then look in the bag and fall over. Curly's confused. Like, what do you mean? What's the problem? Uh, the horse that Mo was riding uh, Winnie's all crazy and moves his mouth around like, you know, Mr. Ed type thing and then falls over, <laughs> which it's pretty obvious. It's in back the, the house. The horse is on the ground and he gets up, but they just reverse the, the film. And so the horse falls over, quote unquote. And that's it. That's the end of Ants in the Pantry. <laughs> so famously during this shoot, the uh, container of red ants that Mo is carrying uh, breaks in his pocket. And ants are all over him. The director says, great, Mo, keep it up, keep it up. Mo's squirming all over the place. And he's, I guess, quoted as saying, it was very funny to everybody, everybody else. <laughs> Not to him. Clarence Nash, who was the voice of Donald Duck, made the cat in the piano sounds. <laughs> and this one was remade with Shemp in 1951 as Pest Man Wins. So a lot of the, the plot of this one should be familiar because it is one of the most famous shorts, like all of them. <laughs> I thought this one was uh, very funny. It had some good bits. I liked I liked Larry's line with the, it was a great fight, what happened. I thought that was great. Just the overall ridiculousness of it all was uh, with them, you know, going and interacting with people. This was very similar to the one with the dancer who gets the mouse down her dress, previous short. But overall, this one's a great one, I think. It's not my favorite. It's up there. Ranking. That's a funny one. It's definitely worth watching. Like I say, they must have had it must have been a successful one in its initial run because they remade it with Shemp. We'll get to that one eventually. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the show, please go on iTunes and leave a five-star review. Um, you can contact me at uh, my email. You can contact me through the Facebook either the Three Stooges Throwback Facebook page, which will eventually become the main page. But for now, there's that one, as well as the uh, Hollywood Profiles of Yesteryear page. I'm no longer profiling the silent era stars. I'm just moving right on to the Three Stooges Throwback. So I'm going to keep both feeds up, though, like I said in a previous episode. Thank you for listening. I have been your host, Gabriel Russo. And please join me next time for the 13th short, Movie Maniacs. Thanks again. Bye. <laughs>